0: hey what's good lbk it is time to focus yeah welcome to the focus lbk podcast or the focus lbk show y'all know we kind of juggling things a bit here so uh sometimes uh, you that may be reflected in the way we re- refer to everything but hey man we still getting settled into the groove uh, still trying to learn exactly how to make it do what it do. But we are glad that y'all are joining us today. We are going to try something totally new today. And this might be the way we do our show from here on out. We'll see. This is something that we've been thinking about already. When we have guests in the studio, we said, why don't we just make them part of the show instead of having them relegated to a, a segment of the show. You'll see these gentlemen later on because they're going to be talking about the Kwanzaa celebration. But we're just going to work them into the show because, uh, I don't know, I feel like that'll be real fun and uh, lively. I don't know. Yeah, Might get rowdy. Up in the day, man. We yeah. might get kicked out uh, after <laughs> oh, okay. Patterson Island. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. we there. Yes, sir. It's it's true. True. Uh, John
1: Lewis yeah. and us comes out. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, before we go any further, though, we, we do have to greet y'all with the the universal salutation of, uh, well, it ain't universal, but it may be someday we want to say peace to the East. All the best to the West. Uh huh. For the ones down. Uh, for the ones up north. The well of course.
2: And the rest of us all down south.
0: Hey ho! Hush your mouth. I'm only talking about I love. Well, me too.
2: Because that's, that's all we, we do. do. Gentlemen, we you got me some feedback. That. We got in the studio <laughs> feedback. Was that whack? Was that, that funny?
0: Was that cool? What it was that? Tell <laughs> 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 We've been trying to figure out for about what three or about five, five months. months yeah. like, should we do that every show? I don't know. They they've been they've been quiet. They ain't told us nothing. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs>
2: so you know, quiet is complicity. You complicit with it if you don't right. say nothing. So
0: yeah. That's the way I, you know, that's why we kept doing it. They yeah. ain't saying that no, they must like it.
2: Because if right. you didn't like something, you sure yeah. be uh, something yeah. would have been known. would to. I think, be like, yeah, I think oh, you uh, got right. something there, bro. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. <laughs> and if, like, for all y'all young bucks
0: out there that don't know, that's a play on uh, Shaft yeah. by Isaac Hayes when he say, uh, Hush, man, I'm talking about Shaft. We like, Hush, uh-huh. man, but I'm talking about Lubbock. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to have a good show for y'all today. So what we're going to do, of course, we're going to do a little bit of what's going on. And we got a couple of events we want to tell you about, but also, New format just for today because it's Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday coming up. So we're going to actually play some of his speeches and discuss them. Not the whole speech, but some excerpts and just talk about it. Before we do that, bro, tell them about that Kwanzaa deal that's coming up.
2: With pleasure, the Roots Historical Arts Council, in collaboration with the 100 Black Men of West Texas and the Lubbock branch of the NAACP, AACP, are presenting a Kwanzaa celebration Uh, Saturday, February 3rd, 2024, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., the doors open at 5. Everybody's welcome. Uh, it's going to be at May Simmons Community Center. I'm going to give them the address, bro. 2004 Oak Avenue, if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. Yes,
0: man. You more compassionate than me. I don't, <laughs> I don't give them the address on stuff they should know, man. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Don't <laughs> no, he- see how you can say May Simmons. In love with yeah, not. Love know like, what. Huh? What's that? What you know what, what I mean? Like you only have to say it's at the park. For really? That's what we say. At the park. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> <goodness>. yeah. <laughs> that's understood. It may Simmons, yeah.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Uh yesterday, um, I was over at the uh the Roots Historical Arts Foundation, uh Council. Is it the Council? Or the Foundation. Roots council. H- council. Roots Historical Arts Council over at uh Cavill's Museum. I always wanna say Cavilles Pharmacy. That's when I left it was still Cavilles Pharmacy, so it was it wasn't nothing, I don't think, but it was the pharmacy. It wasn't a museum, I don't think, at the time. When you left. Uh what was that? Ninety four? Something like that.
3: Okay. I can't remember when it yeah. converted to the museum. Right. I should know, and I my bad. Pull <laughs> that up. My no, bad. <laughs> it's, it's cool, but uh
0: basically when I was over there, I ran into um, um a young lady named uh what, what was it, Stephanie? Johnson, And she is the I think she's the director Uh of the Edge Theater. Yes. And she gave me this little flyer right here. And since it is Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday coming up, this thing right here, save the date. The Edge Theater is going to be presenting Black History Month Martin Luther King Jr. event. Experience the words of inspiration and speeches of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It's going to be a performance by a gentleman named Gerald C. Rivers and company. So uh, from what I understand, he does a great impersonation of Martin Luther King. He's going to be doing some of the speeches. It's going to be like being there. Hmm. So, man, be there or be square. It's going to be February 18th at 730 p.m. It's going to be at Lions Chapel. And se- as I will give you that is seventeen oh four East Twenty Fourth Street. You may not be familiar with that. I still don't know how. But
3: again, yeah, Twenty Fourth and
0: MLK, Yes, yeah. and, right and, and you the can see the May
2: Simmons from Lions Chapel. We're Cha- in <laughs> <laughs> Lions Chapel for May Simmons, please. right?
0: Right. So be there February eighteenth at seven thirty p.m. Lions Chapel, seventeen oh four East Twenty First Twenty uh, Fourth Street. That's the Black History Month Martin Luther King Jr. event. Also, on the same day as that Kwanzaa e- event uh, up at May Simmons, and I believe this is the three Black to Business five. Expo. Yeah, the Black but Business I think, Expo. Yeah. I think I got that on here. Man, twelve, twelve, twelve to four. Twelve to four. Okay, twelve to four for that Black Business Expo. There I go right there,
2: uh-huh. and that's actually a two day event.
0: It sure is, because on February yeah, yeah a they day they day having having a Friday they
2: have the mixer, yeah. yeah, and then they uh, having the
0: yeah February third at uh. Twelve to no, I'm looking for it here. Mix it the mixer is February 2nd, second, seven to eight thirty PM and I believe that's at Mama Ann Soul Food Kitchen. It's still up there, right? Really. Okay.
3: No? Really?
0: Yeah, I that's it, thirty-fourth and P. 34th yeah, and P. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought I hopefully my information ain't, ain't wrong there. We don't want to be they're
3: having a mixer from
0: Mixer, yeah, from seven to eight thirty PM. Okay. 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 Yep. So it's really a two day event. The yeah. you know, the theme is stronger together. So then on the on the February third, twelve to four, May Simmons. They got the actual Black Business Expo. We'll be there, too. Well, May 2nd, I know where I'll be. Mm-hmm. My man's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that right there, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we, I think that's what we have as far as what's going on. We don't want to hold up things uh, too much further. We want to go ahead and launch right into some of these MLK speeches. And the way I'm going to do this, we're just going to play it, we'll listen to it, and then we'll discuss it a little bit. So let me go ahead and hit this and make sure it's downloading, all right? And I... Here we go. So this is the first speech and it's him talking about the dream has become a nightmare.
4: I must confess that uh, that dream that I had that day has in many points turned into a nightmare. Now, I'm not one to lose hope. I keep on hoping. Uh, I still have faith in the future. But I've had to analyze many things over the last few years, and I would say over the last few months. I've gone through a lot of soul such and agonizing moments, and I've come to see that uh, we have uh, many more difficult days ahead, and some of the old optimism was a little superficial, and now it must be tempered with a solid realism. And I think the realistic fact is that we still have a long, long way to go And that we are involved in a war on Asian soil, uh, which, if not checked and stopped, can poison the very soul of our nation. I'm not going to say that all of our problems will be solved if the war in Vietnam is ended, but I do say that the war makes it infinitely more difficult to deal with these problems. Uh, When a nation becomes obsessed with the guns of war, uh, it loses its social perspective, and programs of social uplift suffer. This is just a, a fact of history, so that we do face many more difficulties uh, as a result of the war. It's much more difficult to really arouse a conscience during a time of war. That is something about a war like this that makes people insensitive. It dulls a conscience. It strengthens the forces of reaction and it brings into being bitterness and hatred and violence. I think the biggest problem now is that we got our gains over the last 12 years at bargain rates, so to speak. It didn't cost the nation anything. In fact, it helped the economic side of the nation to integrate lunch counters and public accommodations. It didn't cost the nation anything uh, to get uh, the right to vote established. Now we are confronting issues that cannot be solved without costing the nation billions of dollars. Now, I think this is where we are getting our greatest resistance. They may put it on many other things, but we can't get rid of slums and poverty without it costing the nation something. I feel that nonviolence is really the only way uh, that we can follow, because uh, violence is just so self-defeating. A riot ends up creating many more problems for the Negro community uh, than it solves. You can, through violence, burn down a building, but you can't establish justice. You can murder a murderer, but you can't murder murder through violence. You can murder a hater, but you can't murder hate. And what we are trying to get rid of is hate and injustice. and.
0: Well, way he way. said a mouthful right oh. there. And, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, let's just uh, We're just going to start <laughs> from the end and pull that microphone to <laughs> you, sir. What are, your, briefly, uh, what are your impressions on that? What? Wow.
5: Um, I guess uh, the one thing that, that really stood out to me most um, with that particular portion of the speech is that when Dr. King had made the statement that, that when we as a nation becomes um, engrossed or um, mesmerized by the guns of war, that it desensitizes us to the human aspect. And um, he made the statement that the program ceased to be developed when we're so engrossed in the guns of war. Mm-hmm. And that same concept of the guns of war is what we're experiencing today mm-hmm. yep. within our communities. We've become so desensitized to life that we are unable to water seeds of growth. Many people just say, oh, that's just another black young man dead. That's the desensitization that the guns of war has left in our community. Mm. We got to become sensitive to our brothers and sisters to our community to our welfare Mm. in order to rise above the guns of war
0: indeed and uh y'all forgive me i'm a terrible host i didn't introduce our guests because we we did a segment prior to this and i already introduced them on that one but for this one we've got mr sean harris We've got Mr. Leon Williams and Mr. Will Green. These are some stalwart members of the community, and uh, we've, we've had them here today. We were talking uh, about the Kwanzaa celebration, but you just heard uh, from Mr. Sean Harris. So
3: go ahead. I, 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 this is the first time, and I thank you for playing that, that I've heard that. I knew about it, and I knew that that's when King's image in the larger mm-hmm. community changed because he spoke out against the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and I was of draft age during that time. And I knew I wasn't going to Vietnam because I knew it was a bogus war. Yeah, oh, um, sorry. I didn't know how where I was going to go, Canada, or what I was going to do. But <laughs> somewhere, man, I wasn't right. going to Vietnam, yeah, that's that, for sure. For anyway, um, he, he, um, I think about how he talked about the violence um, and, and, and how the Civil Rights Movement was predicated on nonviolent protests. And they were very structured in their protests. And I, I look back in our recent past with the Black Lives Matter, how that was nonviolent protest, but violence surrounded it. Mm-hmm. And now the image in the larger white community is that that was a riotous uh, situation. Donald Trump even threatened to send in National Guard uh, in Portland, Oregon, I think it was, and that kind of thing. And so I think it, it behooves us to, to focus or, or focus back on those times and uh, realize that nonviolent protest is, is justified and righteous. But I think it does need to be, in a way, where we are sensitive to uh, uh, minimizing that violence around it so that the message can be brought across. Um, And and then the other point was, and he spoke without, I think, directly saying it, but um, the the, 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 uh, manufacturers, defense contractors, the manufacturers of war are making money off those wars, Mm -hmm. and that's who controls the politics of our country mm. he was alluding yeah. to it without exactly saying it yeah. but that's exactly what the problem is in yeah.
0: fact I would say um, <laughs> this year this was a big turning point in his message and, and how he was perceived by the nation and by the community and I would say that from what I understand this is probably one of the things that got him shot you, you turn against the military industrial complex which our whole society is our whole economy is based on and the thing about that is the tragic part of of being based on a warfare economy is that not only, yes, we're overseas all the time, starting wars with defenseless countries for no reason, but that creates inflation. The problems that we're having right now at the grocery store y'all you can't spend you can't spend less than two or three hundred dollars at the grocery store just to go in and get some bottled water basically that comes from spending on wars, that's printing money that's what he didn't directly touch on that but he did mention how you can't get money for other programs because it's all going to the war exactly. all, all of that is kind of wrapped up in the same uh ball of trouble you're spending money that we don't have you printing money and when you print that money you cause inflation yeah, quantitative ca- easing yeah. Quant- yeah, they call it quantitative, quantitative easing, easing yeah. and and when they do that that destroys our quality of life. It don't destroy the quality of life. They get the money first. Those military industrial complex uh, companies that you're talking about. I used to work for one. They spend the money that goes through them. Then it goes directly back into lawmakers' pockets and people in it. Then it goes to the districts where they make the munitions and the planes and stuff like that. But the whole economy is based on destroying life.
1: That just points to this country's fascination with weapons and war and and the fact that uh, the, the, the demise of all our social programs as far as school and after school programs, things of that nature, things that we benefited from as as, as youth, uh, things that if it wasn't for those programs, we probably wouldn't be sitting here today. Sure, you know, but uh, and it's it's you talk about picking up books. You know, a lot of these young kids, especially kids of of opposite races, they're taught how to shoot weapons mm-hmm. at the tender age of six and seven. Pick up a book. Huh. Pick up a book. Now, I spent I was in the military. I I did the Homeland Security thing back in the city, and had a Father walked by our post and he tells his kids, Look at this soldier's gun. So don't tell him that. How about directing him to a library mm-hmm. to read about stuff, mm-hmm. to learn about things? Not that, oh, you know, guns are good guns are fascinating. Oh, I want to shoot. I want to kill somebody. Not something, somebody. And that's where our country is going. And it's mm-hmm. sad. Bro?
2: Man, <laughs> You know how I feel <clears throat> I'll try to keep this politically correct Well no be honest Dumb. Speak Um, I agree with, with with the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King because uh, A lot of people One thing that I like to say is that a lot of people Heard Martin Luther King but they weren't really Listening to what he was saying mm-hmm. So a lot of people feel like he was a chump You know what I mean Because oh he didn't he was this way or he didn't he was you know letting people do this and that and Malcolm X he was a, and mm-hmm. see I ride with Malcolm X and Martin Luther King cause I was listening to what they were saying mm-hmm. I was listening to what Fred Hampton was saying I was listening to what Meg Evans was saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying Kwame uh, in, to, are you haven't listening to all me. that I'm a, I'm a student of that you know what I mean so I, I, what I gathered from it was as a community like we have to have self-accountability first and foremost with the self-accountability as we unite that leaves less room for other people that aren't on the page that we on or don't have the vision that we have to come in and misconstrue truth or create division Mm -hmm. you know because I saw a lot of that happen like with the FBI and the Quintel Pro just because those brothers didn't come together and speak like if i they sent a letter and they said well mr williams said this and this and that about you i'm as i'm supposed to come to mr williams and like hey brother um was it a misunderstanding and you're gonna be like well i ain't wrote no letter what what you talking about and that a lot of times that was what was needed Mm -hmm. it's just the the brother the brothers to come together and talk and not let anything else that can come in between the movements you know what i mean like i even heard Brother Malcolm say, at a speech like i'm I'm a Muslim minister. These are Christian ministers, but right now it's not about. Islam or christianity that's you right. know what i mean we can we can put that to the side it's not saying it's not important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just saying right now we can't allow that to divide us that's right yes, we all have a common ground to stand on mm-hmm. so i yield to that but right. Like yeah, yeah. say, I,
0: all right uh, that's very interesting commentary commentary <laughs> i appreciate everybody input we're gonna go on to the second speech this one right here is uh it's get our check it's uh my brother Cam shot these to me. So these was of particular interest to him. Well uh, we go. This was get out check. Let me see. It's downloading. Here we go.
6: At the very same time that America refused to give the Negro any land, through an act of Congress, our government was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that it was willing to. Undergirded its white peasants from Europe with an economic floor. But not only did they give the land, they built land-grant colleges with government money to teach them how to farm. Not only that, they provided county agents to further their expertise in farming. Not only that, they provided low interest rates in order that they could mechanize their farms. Not only that, today many of these people are receiving millions of dollars in federal subsidies not to fall and they are the very people telling the black man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps this is what we are faced with and this is the reality now when we come to washington in this campaign we are coming to get our check
2: hold up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the argument for reparations there. Mm-hmm. And it was legitimate mm-hmm. because, and that's one thing, like w- when we talk about what, what pops, like he growing up in the Jim Crow era, mm-hmm. like a lot of things. And like I said, I don't want this to sound insensitive to anything, but to me, it's just true. Like with with all the immigrants that come over, they say, oh, well, without them, you know, they do the jobs that nobody want to do. But the way I feel about it is that my forefathers started at the bottom. And work their way up to the top. So I'm just saying it's only <clears throat> natural in the pecking order yeah. to start at the bottom. Yeah. When you come and work your way up to the top, the difference is they didn't have people mm-hmm. stealing their land, terrorizing them mm-hmm. in the night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Lynching them, mm-hmm. uh, Tulsa, uh, uh, Rosewood, and mm-hmm. all the other black mm-hmm. communities that mm-hmm. were destroyed. See, they didn't have to deal with all of that. Mm-hmm. On top of that, the, the ancestors where they created the land of opportunity for these other people to even look at America to come to from the free labor that made America the economical powerhouse it was back in the cotton-picking slavery days, you know what I mean? With mm-hmm. the free labor.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like we, I understand that there were free free men here and there were slaves and there were the Native American, what they call. Mm-hmm. But to my understanding, that was those were black folks. Mm. There was black folks in there that mm. were doing things like even at, with during the reconstruction period where they were in the, in, in the political positions to mm-hmm. do things. And then all of a sudden they came in like, oh, they don't know what mm. we're going to take this power back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you deal with the black codes and everything that yeah. came with that. But nobody, right. nobody, no other people has had, they have had to deal with just your existence being a threat. Like, it's not yeah. even saying that I'm, I have a title or any type of PhD or anything. I'm just a regular old Joe schmo, but I'm still considered a threat when it comes to a certain, it, maybe it's the way I think, the way I speak. Maybe I'm charismatic and people maybe still draw still me. It, you maybe it's still guilt. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: As far as what they did to us as a people. Yes, sir. You know, mm-hmm. subconsciously, they did. Like, it's got to play on them. You know what? Uh, I lynched these people. I chopped them up. I, I uh, uh. Molested their babies and
2: things like that. That's Fed them play alligators on. and bait. that like, like, mentally. And I, that's why I say, like, I I don't like to seem like I'm against any other people, but I don't like to hear when they try to downplay the experience that we've had mm-hmm. on this land. Like mm-hmm. and everyone else that this country or whatever you want to phrase that wronged, they they gave them some type of. Uh, I don't want to say reparation but some kind of mm. payment or something whether yeah. it was the Chinese the uh, the Jewish people yeah. with and a lot of this stuff didn't happen on land we're on where we can walk to or drive to and say hey right here in 1911 Jimmy Johnson was hung for." you know they lied mm-hmm. on him and said which you know a lot of us already know, I don't want to go into all that but mm-hmm. like I say when when it comes to listening to what Dr. King is saying sometimes is not the polarized speeches that they always throw out there mm. where the most jewels yeah. he's dropping is that, man. If you just sit right. and listen, it's like, whoa, that still rings true right now in 2024.
0: Yeah. My question is, he was uh, talking about it, it could be perceived as a as a call for reparations. My question is, some people think that reparations have already been extended in the past 70 something years of affirmative action and all that kind of stuff do you not do you discount that do you think that's that's that was,
2: not i i don't th- and this is me i'm 45 if if anybody knows different you know please mm-hmm. uh enlighten me but mm-hmm. um the way i feel about it is a lot of those programs weren't even utilized to the fullest of their capacity by the quote-unquote African American, right. but that's community. that's my fault though, because that's you know one what thing mean? I always. But a look lot, at but you is know if what? If
0: there's stuff out there available for you mm-hmm. and you don't take advantage of it, that's on you.
2: Is it or is yeah. it not? Because it's like even right here in this community is so much uh, access or uh, right. things that are available right. that that's why we felt like we needed to fill that void. Because it's like mm-hmm. man, there's so much stuff that people mm-hmm. right across the street they they don't, don't even know what's going on right, right here in this library. You know what I mean? Right. Like stuff like this, like mm-hmm. I, we we feel instrumental. In, in disseminating information. Mm. As long as, you know, if it's somebody in the community and it's community-based and, and it's, it's, it's love in it and it's not, you know, the negative connotation of all the, the rigmarole of African-American men or black men, whatever, I don't, you know, like I say, I use different terms, I don't really deal with that, but most people know what you're saying when you say African-American men, so I just say that. But anyway, in this community, there's a lot of people that don't know the resources mm-hmm. that are available, the wisdom that's available. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. that's, and, and that's why I say, yeah, it's kind of our fault, but at the same time, a lot of that was kind of hidden from us or not mm-hmm. really hidden, but just not really brought out to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And that's educational-wise. That's with our elders in history, mm-hmm. you know, knowing knowing about the Carter G. Woodson's. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the different books and <clears throat> the people that didn't make the spotlight when it comes to the, the other people people Mm -hmm. telling our history there are people in there that people like us know about and we understand but to the masses they're not gonna broadcast that so Mm -hmm. going again going back to the education thing Mm -hmm. what i was always taught like you learn a certain thing in school but like i do with my daughters this when they come home it's still school going on you know what i mean i got i got a couple things for you to look at Mm -hmm. and, and read about this lady and that and this guy and this and just know, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. I know my kids get I tired healed. of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Jumping in just, and, and hitting me. Well, look, now, actually, what had happened, wasn't but it? Anyway, uh, gentlemen, do y'all have any additional I, thoughts like on that? I'd
5: just, um, <clears throat> just like to say something um, that I think it's important. That, um, first of all, I want to say I'm, I'm pro-black. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm anti-white. anti-white.
2: Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, I think it's important that we come to the realization that um, when you're talking about going to get your check, which what Dr. King spoke of, um, when we look at the foundation of this country, how uh, it says that they were giving land in the Midwest and the West, I challenge individuals to go and look up up, uh, how Oklahoma Sooners, Uh the University of Oklahoma or the state of Oklahoma came into existence. While, While they were allowing individuals to roam the open plains and put a stake in the ground and say, this is mine, they were infecting Native Americans on the Trail of Tears with smallpox so that they would exterminate the Native Americans, which in essence would... Eliminate the competitiveness of individuals being able to stake out land. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a member of the Choctaw Nation, my Native knows. American tribe. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very sensitive being an African-American man, but also understanding my Native American heritage. I think that it's important that, that we not get caught up in um, give me my check. Mm-hmm. But more so be caught up in, why me now here? Yeah. Why me now here is that, um, wh- what role do I play mm. in this vast thing called humanity? Right. Um, that, that's, that's what's important. And I think that we have to, we have to educate each other to the, to the history. That's his story. Yeah. But what's your story? Mm-hmm. But when you can connect what what your story is, then you understand why it's his story.
0: I I just wrote a poem that I'll be performing here at the Patterson Library in uh, for the Black History Deal that's coming up into February. That's a key part of it right there. Um, but I'm glad that you said that too because when I when I listen to that, I think of okay, yeah. Getting your check is all well and good. Forty acres and a mule is all well and good. All the things that he's talking about is all well and good. But it ain't gonna do our people any good, even if they were to give them checks right now. Mm-hmm. Cause y'all just like Dave Chappelle did on this comedy skit. It's gonna be exactly like that. Yeah. You're gonna be rich today and broke oh, tomorrow. Hold on, because there's man. no
2: let me slide in there.
0: Literacy,
4: <laughs>
2: on
0: oh, You think you think people gonna invest in something? And, and make I, that money worth it. Honestly. Right and I think the, he was speaking figuratively when
2: he yeah, said, "Get I my do. check." But but and I, I I I agree. There is an element of the community that's gonna do some buffoonery mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the elements of the community that I already know. Mm. If we had the bag, we're not looking back. You know what I mean? And it's, and like I say, what what Brother Malcolm said is that instead of begging these people to hire us yep. at their factories, make your own. We should be making our own factories. And that's what I'm saying. Like, right now, just to have that, that economic floor, we could, we could produce a lot of mm. new avenues in our community. I'm just saying right here mm-hmm. in East Lubbock, Texas. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Now I'm not saying worldwide or nationwide. I'm just saying right here, I could think with a couple million, how there are things that need to be in the community for one thing, just simple things like maybe a bowling alley or something where these kids can walk to and have some fun, some clean fun. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, like none of that is available. Like I say, we used to go walk to George Woods and shoot pool and jump in the swimming mm-hmm. pool and you know picnic, barbecue, whatever. And it's like where where is all of that at? Like there's still things in the community. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as readily accessible. And that's all I'm saying. That I would think a little bit of money in the community right now, yeah, you will see your gigantic, big, shiny wheels spinning at the light and, you know, all that stuff going on. But I do think that there are people in the community that will make some great things happen given that little economic boost. i like, now, I like that. to
5: interject something in one second, Brother Will, with regards to um, um, on a small level, I think that the endeavor that we're embarking upon—the Kwanzaa celebration—that's going to be held on February the third at Masons Community Center—here, um, here is an example of um, I. I think that one thing that we have we have to do as people, mm-hmm. when we were as far as the committee here was was looking at ways to fund this opportunity. Mm-hmm. We had looked at corporate sponsorship and we were saying well, we need to, you know, get everything together, send out corporate sponsorship letters. Then we came to the realization that why are we asking somebody else to do for us what we can do for ourselves? Right. We, we put our twos and fuse together. And once, once we put our twos and fews together, individuals saw that we were committed and they start to bring their twos and fuse to the table too.
2: Yeah.
5: And as a result of that, we don't have to ask someone. To sponsor this endeavor, and I think that, and I think it's very important, like you said, that if we ever get a chance to get our hand on the bag, there—you granted—there is going to be a a percent of the population that's going to do buffoonery. Mm -hmm. But by the same token, we have the ability, the wherewithal, right now. We have we have the economic clout right now to make those things become a reality. Mm -hmm. But we got to first know what to do with it when we get it. Mm -hmm. We got to know the power of it, of coming, putting it at the table, leaving it at the table and not worrying about distrusting somebody else to, that they're going to take what we've put to the table, leave it in the creator's hands and he will, he will give the increase. And that's, that's what we have to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to go back to when you was talking about uh, how we lost our land mm-hmm. in the past through the night raids and, and, the uh, oppressor coming in and and killing and kidnapping us and threatening us, basically running us off our properties. Um, In a sense, that's being done today, where I'm sure we have a lot of people who, they have land in their family down in South Carolina, North Carolina, that they're either they're not aware of, they don't pay taxes on, they don't wanna move back down South, so just ignore it, and that's how we lose our land. Mm And there's things that we can do to, to to get that check off that land. You know, um, there's trees that grow on that land. Mm-hmm. You know, you could sell the trees to some mill company and have them cut the trees and, and make money off that. Do it quarterly, annually, wh- whatever. But as we all know, the, the value of property, whether it's land, buildings, rivers, mm-hmm. does nothing but go up. Mm-hmm. It does not, especially in this country, mm-hmm. does nothing but go up. So... We have to take it upon ourselves to get in touch with our ancestral roots, know where we come from, know what we have as a people, know whether the land is down south or California, wherever, so we don't lose that, mm-hmm. that economic power that comes from that land. The land's not going anywhere, but the value is going up.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: true. We have, uh, in my
0: own family, we have quite a bit. We are Kiowa Comanches. And allegedly, uh, we're going to be talking with one of my relatives here in a couple of days. Uh, I can't wait, uh, man. Next I'm week. Not... <laughs> and uh, he has the paperwork on all this. And supposedly, we come from Quana Parker, the chief of the, the last chief of the Kiowa Comanches. And um, I've heard about that for a while. I don't know how true that is. I got to see this documentation before i form my judgments on that but i just say that to say that we allegedly lost land too and that's that's kind of what i was referring to when i was saying like I, i'm not even concerned about why well, we handed out checks and stuff like that because at this point we were talking to miss sandra chatham mm-hmm. a few weeks ago a couple of well, a few months ago now and she was telling us how so many people in our community don't have the basic uh um, Understanding of finances and, yeah. and yes. money. Yes, that's so it, d- d- we're being destroyed by things like your cell phone gets cut off. You don't pay the bill. You don't realize that's on your credit.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: right. Now you have terrible credit. You just move to another cell phone. Now you got three or four different cell phone companies mm-hmm. that you owed eight hundred dollars to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't get anything in society with it. Well, little with stupid things like the minimum bill comes in two dollars. Right, I'm not gonna pay that. Right, yeah. that's the late fee. Yeah. That's your credit score.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All over $2. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I would, I'm not concerned about the check. Where is that check? I'm concerned about, can we get to a minimum level of competency in no a broad swath of the community yes, sir. so where yes, sir. we can know what to do with that check? Mm-hmm. And then after you get to that minimum level, you don't need that check.
2: i tell that's you I tell you what we do, bro. I know what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I must put my cash app on the screen Anybody that don't want their check Cash app it to me I'll hold it for you Till you get that financial literacy that you need Yeah, speaking of financial literacy yeah, If you we, do that
0: yeah. If you cash out any check you get to this,
2: <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, mm. I'm going to make some things happen, man.
0: I bet you would. I would too. I, right? will, I don't I want will. you. If you get your check, man,
2: you keep it. I, please <laughs> use that for yourself. I don't want it. I am. I'm, I'm going to put mine in right here. Cash out. You yeah. want me to put that Thanks. on screen and yeah. post? Cash app, <laughs> Yeah. Because they going to if I ever got out, like my wife and I, we talk about it all the time, um, especially when the lottery was at like a billion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, what would be the first thing you do? I told her like, I would buy this whole everything like whatever well, was not purchased yet i'm buying it even uh this area back here where george woods was sitting at mm-hmm. and they knocked parkway down it's just like that's. it could be a walking track people can come exercise in the community it could be a uh, something like the rucker park mm-hmm. it could be you know what i mean mm-hmm. like right here in the community why come we just can't have something other than trap houses and you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. whatever this is and people you know what I mean even uh at one point in time a friend of mine we had a this was uh back in like two thousand eight which uh before he had to take a vacation. that's another story but uh we were wanting to do something where like the elder people in the community that needed yard work or light repairs on their house done just to keep a certain code of of beautification in the community uh and the people who walk around and ask you for 50 cents when you see them like we can put you to work brother like get this trash up or mm-hmm. get this can you paint what can you do even, even like teaching like small little skills it's nothing you know what i mean nothing major but just something where we all are productive because my dream is to actually start seeing things in the community happen and the men in the community showing up in mass numbers man because to me that would make a great statement to see all these brothers coming together man nobody arguing it's all unity it's love it's 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 a vision it's a mission Mm -hmm. and it's righteous you know what i mean it's not we not out here trying to scope scope the women and we always like nah man we all married family men bro that's the furthest thing from my mind you know what i mean and that's those negative connotations of black men is what i want to get out of the people's head people's heads like when they say oh well men ain't black men they don't take care of their kids and i'm like man everybody i know they have kids take care of their babies man like i don't know people that have kids personally my friends or brothers that don't that haven't taken care of their babies since the first inception you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i know it's out there mm-hmm. but i'm saying don't put that on me like they say uh well, we need to stop killing each other we i've never killed the black man I don't know they about any of y'all. Now. You feel me? But so don't say we need to stop killing each other. I I don't walk around yeah. trying to kill my brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I understand the frustration with them sometimes, but mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a communicator. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm not feel like I can't be around and oh well to the seven of them all these guys. Like I went to school with all these dudes. Nah. I know who everybody is and who's doing what. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I don't look at at them right in in a negative light but again I yield cuz I I get to talking Indeed outside.
0: and we, we run up against the clock. <laughs>
2: yeah, we'll get to talk.
0: Let's uh we got about uh another 5 or 6 minutes. I'm going to play a shorter video. This is the one that I actually uh just did for the city of Lubbock. So it's that same vein taking some speeches that may not be as popular and popularizing them. Um we'll do it.
4: There is something wrong with our world. I don't think we have to look uh, too far to see that the great problem facing modern man is that
6: we have accepted the attitude that right and wrong are merely relative. My friends, that attitude is destroying the soul of our culture. It's destroying our nation. So long as we adopt this relative attitude toward right and wrong. We're revolting against the very laws of God Himself. It's all right to disobey the Ten Commandments, but just don't disobey the eleven, thou shalt not get caught. That's the prevailing attitude in, in our country. Thing that we need in the world today. a group of men and women who will stand up for right, be opposed to all everybody. Be honest and loving and just with all humanity. If we don't learn it, we will destroy ourselves by the misuse of our own powers.
4: If we are to go forward, we must go back and rediscover these precious values. God bless you.
0: So that right there. It's just what we kind of have been touching on the whole show off and on and in different ways, going back to those traditional values. And that to me, uh, I just feel. I am almost uninterested in other things that you might talk about all oh, the community, this community. I, th- I think one of the basic foundational things you got to have is values. You know what I'm saying? You got to let your yes be a, a yes and your no be a no. You cannot be involved outside of your marriage with stuff like that. You got to be committed to your family. It's just basic common sense stuff that mm-hmm. actually statistics show if you do in America, you you will be pretty decent. You, you may not be wealthy, but you won't be below the poverty line if be you comfortable, get a job and <laughs> keep a job. Don't have kids before you get married. Get married and stay married to the same person. If you do them three or four, oh, finish high school. If you do those three things, you guaranteed almost in this country 99% chance not to be below the poverty line. And But how many people do those things? And how many people below the poverty line are mad about it? So to me, that's like.
2: Yeah. I, well, again, like we say, self-accountability, man. Traditional and, uh, values. And, uh you know you can't compromise you, you'll compromise the integrity of your character and and people won't see you in the light that you need to be seen in without self-accountability you know what i mean like we can talk some good stuff right here mm-hmm. but then after the fact if they see me i'm like what well how are he talking about you know what i'm saying talking about this LBK, and now he man, over here at, I see you. <laughs> yeah he over here at the doing this and doing up here in the whatever mm-hmm. and that's what i understand like what's done in the dark comes to the light so you tarnishing your own image and legacy by not standing like we say standing ten toes you know what i mean on on, on truth and righteousness like mm-hmm. that's i try to maintain a righteous existence like i'm a work in progress you know i i was a uh what is that i was a i was corrupted by society at a young age because it, that's what we thought was supposed to be it the super flies, the you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. the the pimps, the gangsters, the everything, like, that's what was brought, and when I was, man, I was like, I'm 45, in 1988, I was 10 years old, you know what I mean, and at the age of 10, like, it was a whole plethora of negative things that came at us, that, you know, me growing up, I didn't have my father in my house, so I had my mom, my mom was at work, she worked 12 hours a day, you know what I mean, so, she made sure I understood what to do and what not to do, but at the same time, it was a big gap where I was just I was just out here in the world. You know what I mean? I became worldly, but I was still grounded in the church. So a, a point in life came where I had those dark times and those dark days, and but I had I was grounded in 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 faith and understanding and the rights. You know what I mean? To to know when I got to that point. Man, it's really right. pray. I and think we all have that point in our
1: life where we could have went left or right. Yep. And if like, you looked up, not for the grace of God, mm-hmm. we would have went left. Yes, sir. And we wouldn't be sitting here today. Yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> we'd, our, first, our first exposure to life was what we experienced when we were two, three, four years old, growing up in the hood. Mm-hmm. You know, Father's not home, he's working all day. And that's not to say he was a bad father. He was doing what he thought he should do to provide for his family. Mm-hmm. And that's go out here and bust his butt. But that left moms to be the woman and the man at the house during the day, because she dealt with all the emergencies. Mm-hmm. She dealt with all the stuff that came mm-hmm. up, uh, and, and she he was her crutch because it was always that threat: wait till your father comes home. But and he was there, but he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a part of our um, emotional life, our structural life that was missing, even though it was subliminally there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, gentlemen. I think we're going to have to start Either one or two things Going to have to happen We're going to have to start Booking more time Or we got to get a, uh, Our own location I think That's what We got both yeah,
2: One's a bridge to the other But you know Like conversations Always start On one note mm-hmm. But then once Yeah you start yeah, yeah, it yeah. always opens up into this beautiful flower with something that nobody even thought it was going to ever be and you need time for that to happen man you know everybody got to feel each other's energy and sure, you know sure. what i mean get to mm-hmm. and he's like okay well, yeah. you know, we can this can be an open conversation where you no ju- you know non judgmental type thing we got to realize just that, just that we don't
1: have a monopoly on the things that we go through yes. right you know i've gone through it you're going through it my brother Lally has going through it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm indeed i will say this right here i think that it's important that we
5: realize that um just as the sun rises each day one day it may shine bright another day it may be cloudy but nonetheless the sun does the still day. shine mm-hmm. and i think that it's important that, that we realize that um there, there's there's a, a plethora of generational knowledge that sits in this presence right now, in, at the table. And I think that that we have to get to a point where we, we learn to value value the ancestral essence of the knowledge that comes to the table mm-hmm. so that we can get what we need to get and, or gather from at that point in time. The sun does shine.
2: Mm-hmm. Indeed. I, I
3: wanna just add uh, what Cam- gambrel said, right? Gambrale. I'm yes, sorry about the, the church giving you that anchor I think about my personal background I had the church I had school and I had the Boy Scouts mm-hmm.
5: right. bottom Boy line Scouts.
3: is I had something yeah. in the community yeah. mm-hmm. to exactly. do, do an anchor and I think that's what's sorely missing right now yeah, yeah. me too my anchors I was are not saying. as strong <laughs> and as, <laughs> as, as, as encompassing as they used to be yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I know, yeah, and I it, to in me, Boy the, I was in the Boy Scouts. Yeah, okay. I was, a, I was a Boy Scout. Scouts, right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, one shaker. of the one of the tragic yeah. things about what you were saying, yeah. though, is, uh, and I want to. This is for everybody. You ain't got to have a million dollars That's in right. a fancy building to do something in the community. That's right. All no. you really got to have is time yeah. and the desire to do it.
2: We all have a part to play.
0: Right. Yeah. I've yeah. heard a lot of people say, "Man, if I if I hit that lottery, the first thing I'ma do is go build a this on the east side, like." You, you don't need to build up. Just go to the football field and get some kids you don't need a gym you know right. I mean,
2: just bring I some mean start dirt, small just do it, with you to fill start it in small. the prairie dog holes huh, start guys? yeah <laughs> right. Filling it dead exactly
0: <laughs> bring a wheelbarrow and shovel yeah. <laughs> alright Lubbock thank y'all for tuning in once again we want to thank our guests today we got Mr. Sean Harris Mr. Leon Williams and Mr. Will Green Um, again Star Wars Brothers in the community uh, pillars in their own right so thank y'all for being with us today gentlemen and um, any
2: day yeah. that you want y'all are more than welcome yeah. Hit no us back up, come yeah, back or if y'all, if y'all have any more events or anything, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yeah,
0: yeah, and y'all get out to that uh, get out to that Kwanzaa deal that's gonna be on February third. May Simmons starts at six. I'm reading it from behind the paper, so that's yeah. why I'm, I'm and, 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 cautiously and, and, and proceeding. And with,
2: with the Black Business Expo and the Black Business the Expo second, the same day, and the second to the third, man, we are supposed to be shim digging mm-hmm. together. <laughs> <laughs> two today we got it. It, if it, if we do stuff to be if, doing. Yeah, if, we should be seeing each other.
0: If we don't see y'all there, we're gonna be sad. We're gonna be just we're gonna be shaking our head, as they say. <laughs> anyway, love. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, hope y'all have a good Martin Luther King birthday week and. Until the next time, we'll say peace. 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 Thank God for showing mercy on me. Brought me home to the plains at the age of three. Occasionally, I stray from the nest, but I always come back to the best.